Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there, also presented by Numa Numa. Uh, I'm your host, Rudo, joined as always by AJ Hayfley. It's Thursday. That means we got our DraftKings picks of the week going for you. AJ over here picking his cheaters to do the thing without cheating. He's thinking they're coming back against Tampa Bay. He's got good odds mm-hmm. on it, though. The Astros to win the series is plus 900 right now. Yep, coming back from a 3-0. They're doing it. <laughs> they're going to do it, and they're they're going to piss everybody off. Has there ever been? Oh, yeah, the Red Sox did it, right? Yeah, very, yeah. very infamously. They're they're the only one? or is, but I think there was one other time <clears throat> that came back from, from 03 in baseball. I'm not sure. I think that's it. Yeah, that's the only one, maybe. And yeah, it's the only one I know of. Well. If you but if you're a believer, plus nine hundred, always good money. I, on the other hand, am sticking with my esports bet. My my betting on my Zerg guy didn't work out, so we're we're doing the easiest bet in my life right now and betting on Maru to beat Trap. He's a little bit of an underdog. Anytime Maru's an underdog in StarCraft, that's easy money. Take that bet, get your bread. Yeah, we'll see how his TVP holds up. Tomorrow he'll be fine. It's the worst matchup in his arsenal, which is like, oh, okay. So here's the thing about Maru and TVP: like, if he takes it seriously, he'll just like out macro and out micro you, and he wins. Yeah, the well, and you you can't get into a long game against him. Yeah, I mean, right? Did you watch the series that he had just had with Parting? Yeah, where it was like, you just can't get into a long game with him, dude. He'll just. The guy nukes his own army and laughs it off and then just comes back and stomps the guy. And it's like, <laughs> what do you do against that? <laughs> Guy's an animal. He he really is. Uh, can't. One of the greatest players of, of video games ever in, in history. Animal. But anyway, we can. Uh, he is going to go down in history. Like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like. <laughs> Like the you know we had like MVP and Nesty and and then some of the the hots guys when I wasn't following, but that dude like he was in the first ever GSL when he was like fourteen. He they literally had to schedule games earlier in the day for him because he was too young and you weren't allowed to have like children out doing work that late. <clears throat> yeah, it was insane. 
Yeah. But, and and now he's all grown up and has completely laid waste to the scene for years. Yep. So well, it's wild, but you can download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get up to $1,000. That's code DNVR to get that $1,000 bonus for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you don't like esports, you don't like baseball, you can bet on just about any sport under the sun. So there you go. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Let's jump into this show. <clears throat> Excuse me. So a lot of news kind of starting to pile up today, but. Let's start with uh, with the funnest news, I would say. Nathan McKinnon on his Instagram, giving a little bit of a teaser, showing off some gloves here that are an interesting color, to say the least. Yeah, well, it makes you, it's curious, right? Because there's the jersey in the top portion right there. I mean, it's two pretty clearly different colors there. Though. That's the jersey, my point, is yeah. that the one above it, uh, the, the jersey, it looks a lot like uh, the color that the Avs use for their practice jerseys and that I know that the players use in the offseason. Yep. Those gloves, though. Yeah, let me uh, let me just uh, get this set up here real quick as he, he starts to talk about the gloves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little those, bit of a comparison here. Yeah, those gloves look <laughs> awfully familiar, man. <laughs> that light, light, not quite powder blue, but a little bit on the lighter side. We'll, we'll yeah. put it that way. Absolutely. So, I there has been talk about uh, them bringing in the the fourth jerseys <clears throat> or whatever you want to call them, the special jerseys. Yeah, it's this is the Abs' twenty fifth year. Yep. And so that's why the, there's been a lot of talk leaving leading up to this. There was speculation of maybe we would see a special 25th anniversary jersey. You know, the, the 10th anniversary, they put that patch on there. That really cool, um, the, yep. it was the X. The X, yeah. Yeah, it was like that. And the, the patch was on all the jerseys. And it was, it was like a cool piece of memorabilia for the 10th season. Yep. For the 25th season, it's like, okay, well, what do you do? And throw it all the way back. There was all of this talk, and I think that's awesome. Would you? Would you? Would you buy one? Uh, I don't have the money for jerseys, but totally. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, I mean, theoretically. I mean, theoretically, absolutely. I is there is there a particular player that you that you would buy for your jersey collection? Well, uh, so first of all, I need to say if I ever the first thing I would buy is an old school Forsberg Nordiques jersey. That's I own that one. Very nice. Um, new one, boy, that'd be a tough choice. Yeah, I I might have to go with uh, with a Landy jersey just to get the C on there as well. Hate you <laughs> stealing your ideas. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna do. <laughs> I could I could totally go with a, a Rantan <clears throat> as well though. I'd, yeah, I think I would I think I would go with the Landy too. Like all right, so from this team let's just go down the list. Home jersey, McKinnon. Away jersey, McCarr. <laughs> Third jersey, Rantan. 
fourth Jersey Landeskog. There you go. I mean, I would also, I've always kind of been like, a, oh, I don't want the star player Jersey, you know, like, yeah, I feel you. If you're like trying to get like a, a heart yeah. soul guy on the team or, or even just, uh, you know, like maybe like a Burakovsky, you know, something a little, just a little yeah. different. The, like the maybe your deal, the two year deal gives me a little bit of pause on him now, but you're so afraid of free agency. I am. I am. Um, <clears> but <throat> I'll tell you low key, a Taze Jersey. See, I was thinking the big, the big surprise here would be the Bo Byram Nordic. Yeah. Jersey. That one too. That one too. If he makes, if he makes the team, a Byram 44 would be like <laughs> going in on the rookie. It could be dangerous. Is that guy gonna be? Is he gonna be the 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 real deal? Like, is he gonna be on the team in five years? But that would be that would be a cool one. Yes, especially if he's not on the team in five years, because then it's like, damn. Remember when you bought this and the world looked one way? Um, have the Avs have been around longer than the the Nordiques now, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the Nordiques didn't even make it to 20 years. At least as a National Hockey League team. They were in the WHA. But... Yep. So, I I believe the NHL owns the rights to the Nordiques logo, though, correct? Uh, I believe so. So, they might have to do some finagling there. But they had no problem getting <laughs> sorted out for the Jets in the past. So, yeah. Shouldn't be too much of a problem. Well, and we've seen we've seen organizations put. I mean, the, the what are they called? The the, the hurricane jerseys or whatever. Yeah, the, the hurricanes are just rolling out and playing games wearing Hartford Whalers <laughs> yeah, unis. That's so. True, that's true. <laughs> and like a Whalers Svechnikov jersey is like please. pretty pretty juicy. I please, I, I want that. Especially with the. Uh, with question marks about if they're even going to be able to have fans, anything that's like, Hey, this makes us money. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, it's such a, it would be such a good business move to be like, okay, well we're going to lose out on gate receipts, but we're going to make this Jersey that everybody's been clamoring for, for at least a decade. Yeah. But we actually have good players now and players that are going to be probably have their Jersey numbers retired in our rafters at some point. Let's do this. Yeah, Victor. I know Victor's the resident jersey collector over here. He's got a billion of them. Uh, so we have a few in our fandom that are are serious about it, man. Yep. When I when I eventually get to the point where I can just start spending hundreds of dollars on a shirt, um, totally. I'm sorry, a sweater, <laughs> something to wear. Say um, it right. I would be. Uh, I, I want to get them for all the players that I like all around the league. So it wouldn't be like I have like a bunch of abs and Islanders jerseys. It would just I, be. I have this dream where one day where I'm super rich and I'm doing my videos in a studio where the back wall is just the 23 man roster of abs jerseys. And every time someone gets called up or traded or whatever, I put just, the new guys jersey up. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That would be so cool. It's only cost me like ten thousand dollars to get that done. Well, because you'd have to get the custom jerseys, and yeah, then you'd have to exactly. get them like framed, and yep, yep. you're not just gonna like hang them from hangers. You're rich now. You do things the right way. <laughs> 
Yep. So I, I think that would be that would be so cool, man. There you go. That's why we need you to subscribe to DNVR. That's right, so that he can do that with his money, and and so I can buy a, I can buy jerseys. I could buy like a Mac and Chuck Flames jersey and be happy with it. Oof, that would make so many people mad if you had that in the background. You'd be like, hey, AJ, what's your what's your jersey collection like? And it's just like players that Avalanche fans absolutely cannot stand. <laughs> He's yeah, like Tom Wilson and my Ryan Reeves. Uh, that's true, Daniel. You, you have to talk about like the international jerseys or the the old uh, McKinnon Team North America one that is so sick. Oh, yeah, <laughs> my one big jersey regret. Not getting one of those. Yep. I had a chance to, and I thought about it, and was like, I just can't. I just can't afford it. It's just not a good financial decision, and. Yep. Now it's just like, who cares? Should have done it. <laughs> would I still do a Red Wings jersey? Uh, I would. There's only one player whose whose jersey I would get with the Red Wings, and that would be an old school Fedorov. <sighs> that would be it, though, and it would it would be it would it would be weird to weird to wear. I would be uncomfortable with it. <laughs> I don't. I think I would have it just to have it, but I don't think I could ever actually put it on me. <laughs> <laughs> hidden away somewhere. In yeah, the- <laughs> yeah, like the, a certain Islanders jersey that I currently oh, have. Is, is yeah. just, I'm surprised you haven't burned that thing. Uh, I haven't had one of those cold nights yet, but that's why I'm keeping it. <laughs> just in case the power goes out and it's four degrees outside. Yep. All right, there you go. He's got the he's got the tinder for the fire. <laughs> yep. Ah, uh, yes, the Ivan Fedotov jersey. I don't. There's not that wouldn't fit. It'd go down to like my ankles. Yeah. You know, there isn't actually a wild jersey that I would get. There haven't been any players that I uh I there be haven't okay been any players that I'd love watching. I'd be okay. He's with as Gabbard. close as it gets. Yeah. Gabbard. I also I I mean I I love Zach Parise. Like he's you, you just get the you get the USA jersey for Parise though. Like Yeah. Yeah, there hasn't there hasn't been um, um maybe Kuznetinov changes that <laughs> <laughs> once Boldy makes it. Or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Like Matt Boldy, maybe maybe he changes that. But for right now, there isn't one. Uh, I would the uh, gosh, lots of lots of guys that I would love to get jerseys for from around the league. Yep, I could probably outside of Minnesota and obviously present day Detroit, I could probably get one jersey from each team comfortably. Well, I mean, you could do what Victor's doing too. He's getting an ex-AV on every team in the league, or played for the AVs at some point oh, yeah. but in a, in another team's jersey, like a Cody McLeod Preds. Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> so interesting stuff. Uh, obviously, nothing confirmed on the jersey front yet, but yeah, but I mean, those gloves are speculation. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot of smoke around the Avs doing something for the 25th, and I think the just playing a game in a Nords jersey always made perfect sense. So, yeah, yeah. Well, as, as much as it's like, oh my god, and it's funny because it was like Jesse posted that picture, yeah, on Twitter, and then like everybody was like, oh, <laughs> it's happening. Yeah, it was really, it was very entertaining, uh, just to kind of see how it all. All of a sudden, you know, and then like Dater throws up a 200 word story on his site (laughs) and it's just like, 
just turned into like news. Yeah. We're leading our, we've done an entire segment on our podcast about it. <laughs> like someone in the Avs PR department is calling McKinnon, like never post pictures right. of the gloves again. <laughs> That's right. Oh man. A, a Chinikov blue, blue jackets Jersey would be. That's like, there's a very real possibility that Jersey never exists. That's right. <laughs> that Jersey is a preseason game only Jersey. <laughs> Okay, well, we do need to take our first period break. Acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery. Got their agave wheat shirt on here. They make a bunch of amazing beers. I like nearly all of them, to be honest with you. I'm, it's kind of weird to me because I usually am not a fan of, like, the hoppier beers, but they even yeah. manage to make those good because they get all the, like, fruity flavors in there, and nice. it's just delicious. But if you want to try Breckenridge Brew, first of all, go on down to the DNVR bar. You can try eight of them on tap right there or if you want to expand your choices you can always go to the farmhouse in littleton pick it up directly from the source you can get five dollars off when you do curbside pickup down there when you use code dnvr they are open from noon to 8 p.m and you can call 303-803-1380 or of course if you're out of state you can still always find it at your local liquor store use the online breck beer locator to find whichever beer you're looking for near you and WGT Golf, our gaming sponsor, loved by more than 20 million players around the world. We have tournaments all the time. We have three clubhouses. Head on over to dnvrgolf.com to download the game and search for DNVR3 to join our third clubhouse. I'm not sure when our next tournament is. I think we might have one this weekend, but don't quote me on it. I'm not the scheduler. Uh, either way, you can play a bunch of different types of golf against whoever you want. You can challenge people anytime on true-to-life courses. So check out WGT Golf today if you have not yet. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. All right. We had a little bit of fun with the jersey. Let's let's get down to our roots here. Let's get into some numbers. Brendan Gallagher signs a $6.5 million deal yesterday. And first of all, they overpaid that dude. Secondly, did they? I think they did a little bit for a guy who's never had a 55 point season. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of an arbitrary line, right? Because he's had multiple 30 goal seasons. Sure. But you look, the value proposition I always go with in, in contracts is <clears throat> 10 points for a million dollars, a hundred thousand dollars a point. And yeah. Uh, obviously, at the high end, that's going to break a little bit. You pay superstar, superstar money, and yeah, McDavid but, doesn't. He's not having 120 point seasons, right? Exactly. So it it is a little bit exponential, I guess, as you get up to the higher end. But uh, 55 points is not the higher end. Is kind of my point. But either way, I, I think more importantly, towards the ABS here, this puts a recent comparable for Gabe Landeskog. In the flat cap world. Yeah, and we had already talked about um, Anders Lee and Chris Kreider as kind of being points of comparable. Yeah. This really just adds another one. Yeah. Um, you know, Gallagher is a pretty similar goal scorer to Landis Cog. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there have been some, you know, really the health issues sure. have really are really the only things that have kind of held him back. But otherwise like he's good for 20 plus per year. Yeah, pretty much. Um, 
different, like very different guys, obviously not, not comparable players. Yeah. But when you're looking at their stats and, and kind of how the, you build a contract comp, you would say, okay, looking at the two next to each other, um, Landy gets more than Gallagher. Yeah. And we already kind of had that with Kreider. As because, that terrible, sure. Yeah. yeah, at the where you were saying, okay, 6.5. How low can the Avs try and get a deal? 6.5 was probably as low as they could get. Kreider, another guy, a whole, whole bunch of 20-goal seasons in his career. Yep. Same as same as Landeskog. Just a bunch of 20-goal seasons. But Landeskog usually hangs out. You know, he has a 75-point season under his belt, which is obviously the, the big anomaly in his career. But he's got multiple 60-point seasons and was on pace for a 60-point season again this past season. So um, I, I don't, you know, Anders Lee at seven is one that we've talked a lot about as well and how that, you know, yeah. that's that's the also... a million-dollar guy who scores... He does have a 40-goal season, but 20 goals almost automatic. Yeah. Uh, but he's also... Like also power forward, also, yeah. you know, a where's the uh, C over there. Yeah, where's is also captain, and is just like a big part of their just their raw identity. So it makes it makes a lot of sense, and I just don't I don't think that you can go too much beyond that with Landeskog. I don't think you can go too much beyond seven, and you keep in you keep in mind. Um, The fact that some of these contracts, like the seven, the Anders Lee deal, the Chris Kreider deal, those were signed pre-pandemic. Yep. Although the Chris Kreider deal was like barely pre-pandemic, about five days before the pandemic. Yeah, you're talking. You're talking about those dudes are. Uh, those those were contracts signed under the assumption the cap was going to go up. Yep. And that's what changes the reality. This this the Gallagher deal is the one signed post-pandemic where they're saying, fine, we're fine with this. Yeah. If Landy and wants to take 6-5, put it in the book. I, can, I, I, I can't promise you this, but I, I feel pretty confident in saying there might have been a little frustration in the Habs front office when that deal got announced. Too high. Yeah. yeah. Because 6.5 was probably their sweet spot. Yep. Uh, where they were really hoping to maybe, you know, pre-pandemic – you were talking about maybe seven, seven and a half. Yeah. Landy put up another 70 point season, maybe eight. Yep. But <clears throat> with the way that things changed, you were saying, well, maybe they can get him at six, five, you know, get him on the Kreider deal where you say, yes, Kreider was more, you know, he has a better track record than Kreider, but with a flat cap, you know, we're going to, there's a, there's a COVID tax basically that all players are going to lose out on the high end of the contracts. And now with this Gallagher deal, you could also make the argument that Mark Bergevin kind of sucks at his job. Can we just throw out all the Montreal deals? Because he not five days ago, he did the Josh Anderson deal as well, which is yeah crazy pants. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you look at where Montreal has all of their money spent. A bunch of wingers. <laughs> it's Jonathan Duran, three more years on the wing. Josh Anderson on the wing. 
Yep. Tomas Tatar in his last year on the wing. Tyler Toffoli, they just signed him for agency on the wing. Brendan Gallagher. We were even talking about Brendan Gallagher going into the last year of his deal and needing an extension, but it was also like, look, they've spent all this money on wings. Like, maybe they don't need to do this on the wing. Yep. You know, Paul Byron on the wing. $25 million spent on wings before you get to their first center. And like we've, you know, we've talked about this. They're hoping Nick Suzuki and Jesperi Kokiniemi are the real deal. Yep. You know, Phil Deneau is like a fine third line center, a fine middle six center. You know, uh, a, a second, like a, a very Carl Soderbergian, like yeah. okay second center, um, a fantastic third line center. But you know, they're they're spending a ton of money. Is the problem? That's the thing. Like. Every one of their contracts, you're like, that's $500,000, $750,000 too much. Yep. They have no cap space, basically. And it's just like, okay, so when you're looking at contract comparables, do you look at Montreal and you're like, okay, but they overspend on everything. Right. They overpay everybody. Just because they're stupid doesn't mean. Right. You're like, okay, well, there's contract comparables and then there's whatever the hell the Canadians are doing. <laughs> Because they're living in their own world, doing their own thing at all times. I, yep. I just don't, you know, I, I doubt that, that 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 a team could make that argument in contract negotiations. Yeah, be but, so but even, even agents would have to be like, yeah, those guys. Let's see. Are there any other, like, decent comparables that have been signed? I mean, Dadnov just got $5 million, but he's 31 I mean, the Evander Kane deal is kind of interesting because he's a goal sc- primarily goal-scoring wing, yeah. $7 million over seven years. Um, and he's, you know, he signed that at whatever age he signed it at. Um, he was 26. Five or something, yeah, 26. Okay. So he's a lot younger. Like, you know, Landy, Landy is turning... 28 next month. month, Yeah. So this his new contract will start in his age 29 season. Yep. And that's, you know, that's where the Vander Kane deal, it's like, well, he's 26. Like that. (laughs) Yeah. That's a great deal for them. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. That Kreider deal too. Kreider was 28 when he signed that, but no 60 point seasons, you know? Yeah. It's it's tough. It's a tough spot, but I think I think we're coming back to where we kind of started. Seven million dollars is probably where this ends up. Yep. Makes the most sense. It's where it's made the most sense since it started. I said a year ago, Anders Lee contract. The Anders Lee contract was going to be the one that they had to use to base it off of. It's even more true now that you have a flat cap. You know, teams are planning for a flat cap for three full seasons. Yeah. If that's the case, I mean. You gotta seven million. You you can't you can't push it on the high end. You can't end up like Montreal, right? Yeah, you can't. I, I mean, for a guy like Landeskog, you could maybe because he's a captain. He's been with you for so long. He's such a huge like integral part of your of your franchise. Maybe you give him an extra five hundred k to get it done and be like we're we're happy. Okay, if, if that would feel. Expensive, but and then, but 
eight cannot be on the table, right? Correct. I mean, I, I think seven five is is absolutely as high as they they can allow themselves to go. Yeah, because especially if they're giving term, this is a guy that's going to be into his mid thirties. Yeah, that's true. You know, like you're you have to sign this deal, understanding that this guy's production has to stay up just in case. And this is, you know, just in case you lose a Burakovsky in two years. Yep. Because if Burakovsky rolls out and scores 60 points a year, you're not going to be able to pay that guy also 7 million and then give McKinnon 13. Well, especially like you give him a six year deal. You're paying this guy 7 million when he's 34. I mean, look, I think Landis is absolutely an av for life, but. It's going to be a tough value proposition if if, if his game no. falls off and you're paying him that much money. I for me, I, I kind of hope the Avs go with more of like a five year deal here. Yeah, you could do that thing with with lifetime guys where once the contract expires, you just give him one year deals for the rest of eternity. Yeah, <laughs> and and like once at thirty three, then you could start to give him one to two year commitments. Yeah, sure, and then just work your way, you know, through there. Yep. Yeah. Because I just, you just have to be careful. Like, this is knowing that the McKinnon extension is coming. You have to be careful and knowing that, like, there are guys, not just McCarr's contract next year, but what if Bowen Byram is legit? You're going to have to pay Bowen Byram in, yeah. in four years. You know, you're going to have to pay him, too. And all of this is going to come during Landeskog's next contract. So if you get him, you get him on a five-year deal. You know, you're you're not risking as much paying for the decline. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you get him on a seven-year deal. Like it's it's Landeskog. You're fine with it. You know, but I would hope that they've kind of learned from Eric Johnson's contract that you're risking it when you're giving these late twenties guys these long-term contracts. You're you're putting yourself out on the line for going through what they are with Eric Johnson right now, where you love EJ. He's still a valuable, he's still a valuable player for you. He's a guy that you would love to keep through the end of the contract, but at $6 million, it's hurting you now. Yep. You know, even, even if you would pay $4 million for that guy, where could you use that other 2 million right now? Should we, I do want to clear up because we got a million comments about this. EJ, yes, we did. EJ is going to be playing for the abs in this coming season. 100%. Right. Our only speculation about waving him or buying him out is 100% related to at the end of next season and related to the expansion draft. Yep. He either has to waive the no, the no movement clause and they won't protect him. Um, and Seattle has no reason to take him. So that's, there's not a fear there. Yep. Or, you know, if he doesn't waive the NMC, then you buy him out. Yeah. Before the expansion draft, because you're not, you're not losing. You have to protect McCarr and Gerard and Taves. Yep. You're not losing one of those guys so that you can protect Eric Johnson at this point in his career. It just doesn't, it's, it would be horrific management to do that. Yes. So there was, I saw that. And there was also a guy saying, we don't have to protect McCarr in the expansion draft, buddy figure it out man there are too many there are too many tools available for you to still be asking that question 
you gonna you gonna change your name to Martin Cow is not expansion draft eligible again? I don't think I have to. Everybody knows it worked. <laughs> Everybody loves to tweet it at me and and get cheeky about it, but all that tells me is that I was successful in my mission. <laughs> Nobody seriously asks me anymore. People only do it because they think it's funny. <laughs> so it is funny. Everybody has a good time with it. It doesn't bother me in any way. I'm just like, okay. So anyway, we just we had a we had a bunch in the last in this week's shows. We've had a bunch of Eric Johnson comments. Yeah, and so we're we're clearing that up just to just to make things yeah. clear. And the only reason that we talked about him maybe not starting the year with the Avs would be because we don't know what his injury status is. Right. The longer they put the start off to the year, the better chance he is of being healthy at the start of the season. You know, whether that's whether that's February first or January first. Yeah, it's the Avs not giving out any information on the injury front doesn't help that conversation either. But yeah, well, I mean, the Boston Bruins just had like three dudes where they were like, these guys all had surgery. Here are their timelines. Yeah. And it was like, huh? (laughs) How weird is that? Yeah. Team being up front and forthcoming with injury information. Not that not that I'm in like a pounding the table for these guys gotta have it. But it sure would be nice. Yeah. I mean it would be it's just let us I always say I don't I don't necessarily need to know what their specific injury is. Just give me a timeline. For sure. Just say, hey, this person suffered an upper body or lower body injury. They will be. They are expected to be back within six weeks. No, in the off season, literally the only thing that matters will he be ready for for the season? Yes or no? Yeah, he is expected to be. He is expected to be ready in time for training camp. Right. He is expected to miss the first month of the season. Yep. Whatever. Yep. Would be nice, but yeah. In this case, with a moving target date for the start of the year, he is expected to be re- healthy by mid January. Give us a month, sure. Yeah, yeah. like okay, great. For me, I'm. I don't need to know what the injuries are. I don't. I don't think that that's really like public information. I've never understood why we needed to know that. But I, th- I think the timeline is fair game. Yeah, okay. everybody deserves to know that. Yep. And the Avs have been awful about that. They've, you know, Jared Bednar's. Oh, this guy's day to day because in his magical fairy pixie dan- p- pixie dust land where he walks in and oh well, this guy's better now today in his mind that that's day to day. And it's like everybody else's mind day to day means he has a realistic shot of being better tomorrow. Not two months of being day to day. (laughs) Yeah. If they want to stick with the unfit to play designation, I'm fine with that too. Just give us a timeline. Yep. I don't, I don't care about the actual injury, just the timeline. Yeah. Let's, let's give Devon Taves just got married last week. So he's on his honeymoon. So everybody DMing me and stuff about his contract and like, let the let the man be married for a minute, and then we can worry about how much money he's about to make. They have until nice like what is it, November second? You have forty eight hours after your hearing to come up with a deal. Uh, not anymore. They, they changed. changed yeah, they changed it so that once you go through arbitration, okay, so you you, have, you can't sign a fresh contract now. So they have until Halloween to get the deal done. Yeah. 
And given that they went out and actively pursued him, I'm sure once he gets back from his honeymoon, they'll talk, and three days later or less, he'll be signed. Yeah. So. That's that. We've got to take our second period break here and acknowledge Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. We're selling that at the DNVR bar now as well. If you want to try some cold brew Strava Craft, we have that. And if you go on their website and subscribe now, you can save 20% every single time you buy with their subscription service. A bunch of you have taken advantage of our one-time code where you can use DNVR20 to get 20% off. If you just want to get it done, sign up for your subscription, never have to go through the process, have it all set up automatically, that's what the subscription service is for. So jump on it. It's awesome product. The CBD is non-psychoactive and has been known to help with many different aches and pains. So give it a try today if you have it. They have a ton of crazy flavors too. Like They had like a s'mores flavor we had in the office the other day. Um, there was a couple like graham cracker cookies and stuff, marshmallows. All sorts of cool stuff. Nice. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So the conversation of today specifically seems to be looking at the alignment of divisions for what will be next season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the big debate here being the Canadian border still not exactly open for travel or at least free travel between the states and Canada. Don't know it. <laughs> AJ knows far better than most about that one. There's a hair flip for you. Um, so <laughs> the, the conversation that's kind of come out is, well, look, let's just put all seven Canadian teams in a division for next year, and mm-hmm. they can just only travel in Canada, and then we sort out the other divisions as you go. And from a travel perspective, I mean, it makes some sense. Obviously, the border issues are the border issues. You can't really change those. Uh, But I do think Canada a little bit gets the short end of the stick with the traveling there because they're going to have to travel, you know, coast to coast, basically, while these other teams, divisions that get made out, particularly in the East, are going to be very, very tight. Mm -hmm. So I... We'll see how it shakes out. You also have to figure out how to adjust the teams, which AJ and I kind of talked a little bit about this off. It was odd, odd odd timing of this. Cause yesterday we were just like having the conversation of like, what are like, how would we realign them? Yep. And we came up with one that worked perfectly. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't wasn't that hard to do. Um, Avs related, you take the California teams, Arizona, Vegas, and Avs, and then probably Minnesota as the eighth team. The Minnesota and Dallas. And and Dallas, yeah, excuse me. Yeah. Uh to make the Western bubble division. Yeah. You call it the Pacific if you want. Sure. And then you have the Central, uh, which is the not the Metro, but the other one that I always forget the name of. The, Go the Atlantic. The Atlantic. So you take the Atlantic, you throw Chicago, St. Louis, and Nashville in there to replace the Canadian teams. Yep. To and replace then, uh, Toronto, Montreal, and Ottawa. Yep. And then you just leave the Metro alone because they don't have any Canadian teams. Yeah. So the Metro just is what it is. 
Yeah. And then the Canadian, I mean, obviously that sucks. Like Vancouver is going to have to fly to Toronto and Montreal and Ottawa and like, yep. Whatever. But, right. I mean, that's, this is kind of the plight of the, maybe not the West coast teams as, as there's almost enough in California to get away with it, but being in the central division, being in the mountain time zone, Colorado's travel sucks every year. Dallas yeah. travel sucks every year because there's just no teams close to them. It doesn't like, like Dallas and Colorado are, aren't, it's not, that's not, that's pretty, that's not that far away. Dallas to, or Colorado to Minnesota, Colorado to Vegas, Colorado to Arizona. Those aren't that bad. But when you get into like Colorado going to like Chicago and Nashville and, yep. you know, even St. Louis is starting, like it's just different than these Eastern teams. Where you look at you look at the the metro, you know, Every and it's like in division game they can literally bust to, right? Like they could they could take the train, you know. The, obviously, the Rangers, the Islanders, and Jersey are all right there. And then you have Philadelphia and Pittsburgh right there, and Columbus and Carolina. They're only really difficult because like they're harder to get to. Yep, that's it. So, um, that's. You know the, the the as as the conversation that they're having in chat right now is the the next thing that they would have to figure out uh, is AHL affiliations. Maybe you do. Maybe we just need temporary affiliations with Canadian a clubs. nearby team. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's part of the difficulty of this is that these guys coming across the border because of the restrictions. You know how are the travel restrictions different than they were for the bubble in the playoffs? Well. When you go to Canada, you have to quarantine for 14 days. Yep. So when they were all, all of the teams were going at the same time, they all got the exemptions to go to gro- across the border. They go into, they go into Edmonton, they quarantined and then. And then you can't leave. And right. And then they just played until they lost and then they went home and, you know, Canada's not keeping people in. They're keeping people out. So yep. people want to go home. They're like, okay, bye. So that's it's, quarantine it's again, the same though. thing. Yeah. You can't you can't fly up there for you know a game in Edmonton because you got to go you got to go a week in advance to quarantine. Yep, you got to go two weeks in advance to quarantine, and then you play the game and then what? You come home? No, it's just with the with the way that the border restrictions are right now. Um, this is just where they're. This is just where this it, is headed until things change. And, and given the COVID spikes that are that are taking place all across Canada. Yep. You know, it's well, and we saw with MLB, it was a nightmare for Toronto to try to find a place to play during just to, to try and make it feasible for them to have an MLB season for that team. Yeah, they had to go look for a bunch of different places to play in the States to, to make it happen. Yeah. And yeah, it was like they were going to play in like Pittsburgh. And then yeah. Pittsburgh was like, no. And and that was one Canadian team, not seven. So right. It it really doesn't. The only way it seems feasible is to do that Canadian division, right? And like it's, it would suck, dude. Like, yeah, of course, because those teams, those teams would basically have to have a schedule where they only played each other. Yeah, they'd play each other like ten times each, and then that for like a sixty game season. And then, and and if they wanted to, if they had to, if they wanted to travel, then they would pick one division, 
and they would have to go and just do all of it at once. Yep. Just be on like a month long road trip of just bouncing between those teams. Yeah. Which would be brutal. <laughs> but ah, I don't know. It, it's going to be tough. It's going to be. Uh, you talk about AHL call ups. We're not even sure that an AHL season is going to be a feasible thing, uh, depending on ability to have gates at all. So, yeah, which I mean, I don't I do wonder, especially for teams like Edmonton who own their AHL team, maybe you just you bite that bullet a little bit and pay pay out to keep the team running just to have somewhere to put your prospects. But yeah, it's the question is, you know, those three, uh, the three NHL teams that need to move their AHL clubs. Yep. Where do they, where do they go? You know, I mean, do they, do they just Ed- end up in nearby towns? Do, do you just put them in Edmonton, in Calgary? I think with, at least for Edmonton, you probably could, right? They already have the, uh, the oil Kings play out of that building. Yeah. So they probably okay, have the, the oil King, And then I guess, yeah, you, know, you try to have three teams playing in that building rotating. I mean, they did it for the bubble. So I mean, what is, what is the AHL schedule look like then? Also you know? true, yeah. And the AHL can't survive without fans. Like they, for sure. Yeah. They can't play games without fans. So what's, what's the plan there, man? They, ape. The AHL is is honestly like the big concern here, I think, more than what are the NHL clubs going to do? Because you can figure that out with an all-Canadian division. But the AHL guys, you know, if if they're not all in Canada, you know, call, calling them up and having guys, when a guy's got a quarantine, he's going to, can't, he can't help you. You have to call a guy up two weeks in advance of an injury. You know, do you just have 30-man rosters then? And then what do your AHL clubs look like? If the AHL just doesn't play this year, can those franchises just survive? What even exist if they can't put a season together? How many careers do you screw up because you can't, these guys don't play this year. Yeah. You know, like they're already, they're already playing in Europe. It would be too late for them to all flood over there and take European jobs. Yeah tough man it's tough yeah i mean i <laughs> what would you do an expanded roster you got 30 guys now what do you do about a salary cap okay well it was flat but now what i mean i imagine you do something like the taxi squad where you have a a separate seven part seven man part of your roster that you would have to like go through some sort of paperwork to, to put them on the proper roster or something, but yeah, it's just, all of this is so complicated. Yeah. Like the Canadian division was easy. Realigning the divisions was easy. Every other logistical question after that is difficult. Yep. And you know, because do you just play your division all season? Well, in I that mean- case, if, if that's the case, Colorado and Vegas in the same division, and the Canadian teams in one division? Well, even if you do that, like, first of all, we know the NHL's on a strict timeline because they have to be done before the Summer Olympics. Yep. And we saw it with both baseball and now with football, with the the leagues that are traveling, they have issues with COVID. They just do. Uh, football so, works, 
we're going to see how they manage it. But with baseball, they would just say, all right, this game today is postponed till whenever we can play it. Like, right. Well, and, and those leagues, it's funny because their, their schedules allow them, you know, the NFL being once a week. Yep. They have that, time. Yeah. They can, they can push things around, you know, they, to change the Broncos game at the last second, they ended up changing eight games. There are, it was it was it was I think it was eight teams that got impacted, and so that they that could change the one game. schedule would be a nightmare, like, right? Because and with baseball, you play every day, and then you could play double headers in baseball. Yeah. In hockey, you you said okay, that's how you make up games, and then baseball made the painful decision: if you're playing a double header, those are seven inning games. Yep. In hockey, you don't have that. You don't have that luxury. You either get the game in or you don't. And the schedule is going to move too fast. They're talking about five games per week. Okay, well, three of your players get COVID. You know, you got to you got to sit down and you 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 take a week off. You're not making up five games. Yep, doesn't happen. So it's I don't know, man. This is going to be. I'm excited for next season because the Avs should be good. But knowing their luck, yeah. They're going to go on one road trip and they're going to get to Dallas, which is like COVID hotspot. And they're going to get the, you know, four guys are going to get sick and forfeit the season time. <laughs> All right. Great. Uh, yeah. I mean, really glad might. we lost a year of Nathan McKinnon's prime because he got, because, because we couldn't figure out how to handle COVID because we're a bunch of idiots. I do wonder too, if they look into points percentage, styling of i mean they would have they they would probably have to if it's a widespread problem yeah if it's just even if i mean if it was just one team you're like okay well yeah you know i mean it maybe it depends on the team too if you get a bottom feeder team anyway it's like well they sucked yeah but yeah i just we'll we'll see how it goes man but i i think that they i I think pushing it back as late as they absolutely can and just cutting off as many regular seasons games as they can. Cause look like postseason is where the league makes its money. Yeah. So they're going to have a full postseason no matter what, but I'm it's telling like, you, just forget a regular season. Let's just do a super tournament. Uh, I don't <laughs> know how they would do it. Add in Seattle right now, 32 teams. Forget college basketball. All right. Hockey March Madness. I mean, I don't know how. <laughs> I know. I I would agree with Colin that hub cities make hub cities know. make a ton of sense from a product perspective. You I can't imagine a lot of players are gonna be all about that idea. Yeah, I mean, I if you were gonna do the hub, if you're gonna do a hub city thing, you would have to do you know, a month worth of games and then two weeks off. Yep. Maybe what you do is you rotate by weeks. You have like a week yeah, off. So there's always then, like a, a one hub city that's off that week. Or I, I'm thinking like one team that's off that week. And then sure. they're constantly coming in and out of rotating. You know, yeah. And then, you know, they're, they're in a, you're in a bubble and, or you're 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 in the bubble city and you know whatever like yeah. everybody goes to Vegas you know and then 
one team, you know, you play you play the first month's worth of you play the first month of games and then teams just start rotating in and out. Yeah. You'd have to do something like that to get them home. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it would I just don't I don't I they would have to make such massive changes uh to the to the hub and families would either have to be allowed in or uh players would have to be allowed to go home. They would something would have to change. Yeah, for sure. So there's still it's a, a little bit easier. It would be easier because like people aren't you're not worried about crossing the border all the time. You know, like if their families are allowed into the hubs because there's, you know, there's not 17 teams there, you know, you, okay, it'd be a little bit easier, but like you, you deal with like the border was such a big problem with the hub cities in the postseason. That was a huge part of it. Yep. I mean, not a terrible idea. Yeah. I mean, like if you have to, if you have to play teams. If you have to, you know, play team, you, you go into Dallas, you just play three games. Yep. Do the three game home stand, and then. Yeah. Uh, you, f- you fly in on, on Tuesday and then you play Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday, Friday Sunday. Sunday, fly out that night. Yeah. Yeah. Week at a time kind of thing. You know, maybe, maybe you even do, you know, you fly in Wednesday, you play Thursday and then you have a back to back Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. Thing, yeah. Allow thirty percent of the thirty percent capacity of fans that you get something. Fly home. It's a Saturday, Tuesday off, and then you do the same thing at home or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Bam. NHL, hire us. Telling you, we just solve problems. That's all we do. (laughs) Um, I think we're we're winding down for the day, so. We're going to get out of here. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, however you consume the pod. Got a fun Free Skate Friday episode coming to y'all tomorrow. Be sure to tune in on YouTube for that one. We're going to have a lot of of clips of hockey happening on that show. So you're going to want to use your eyes to see that one. Uh, But we appreciate y'all hanging out. And until tomorrow, we'll talk to you guys later.